Hello and welcome to Frank Fryer Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bikoskis broadcasting today from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And we need more prayers. My goodness, the flooding that we've had this week is epic in the true sense of that word. And certainly pray for the family of the man who died in the first flood when he got over nine inches in just a few hours. It was just amazing. So please pray for him and for his family. Today, and when I'm recording this episode, is the feast day now of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. Until just recently, it was just the feast day of Saint Martha. And this prayer is for the intercession of all three of those great saints, great models for us in our life. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, whose Son blessed by his presence the home of Lazarus and Mar Mary and Martha and Bethany, grant that like Martha, we may serve Christ faithfully in the person of our brothers and sisters, and that like Mary, we may feed on his word and grow in his love and grace, and that like Lazarus, we may be brought forth from death to new life in him through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. I like that little prayer. Today's reflection is, again, going to be on our Sunday readings this week in the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time. And it reminded me of... Um, probably a dated commercial now. It was for Old Milwaukee. I know Old Milwaukee's still around, but I remember it showing a, a bunch of men sort of acting very immaturely and guzzling beer. And the line uh, for the advertisements said something to the effect, it doesn't get any better than this. And I remember seeing that, thinking, my goodness, really? <laughs> a bunch of men sitting around guzzling beer. It doesn't get any better than that. Well, let's go to the, to the first reading and reflect on this phrase that we hear so often, vanity of vanities, all things are vanities. You know, that word has come to mean a kind of proud or personal displays of um, things that are, we think are important. But the original meaning of the word, the one intended in that reading, is vanity is a, a sense of emptiness or, or some, things without value. Probably in vain would come closer to the meaning. It means that everything is empty. And, and what he's really talking about is material things. So... Let's ask, would, would you agree that your life is in vain or empty? Well, I hope not. The reading gives a kind of a dark answer. For what profit comes to man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? All his days, sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night, his mind is not rest. So maybe then we'll probably agree and say something like, well, you know, you can't take it with you. All the things that we gain in this world are for the world, and there's nothing that we can do with them after we enter our heavenly life. But then we turn around 
and die trying to keep all of these things that we've got? How much of our life is devoted to getting, if not riches, but at least more and more stuff and looking good? And we seek these things in vain. In today's gospel, Jesus tells us just how valueless this seeking in vain can be. I bet our own experience, if we are totally honest, tells us how right he is. I've been a mentor for, or had been, I should say, you know, when I was in ministry at St. Tom's in West Lafayette, Indiana, at a nearby grade school for several years. And even, you know, as a single celibate priest, I, I, <clears throat> I've witnessed children fighting in the playground because almost everything they see is mine. They always want what somebody else has, right? We see that in children. If you throw a child, I've seen studies, if you throw a child into a room where there's a whole bunch of balls and there's already one child in there with one ball that he's holding or she's holding, which one do they want? They want that one, even though the room might be full of balls. You know, I, I sadly witnessed <clears throat> excuse me, my own family fights over estates, and estates really seems not quite the right word. Small, word, small inheritance, really. Or friends who have fallen out over small amounts of money. And then, of course, there are bigger things. Nations go to war because they want what their neighbors have. What are we seeing right now in Ukraine? Candidates for public office tell us that the most important thing is to have more, to be rich, to be successful, to be great in our own eyes. And if we don't, what happens? We're losers. And boy, we hate to be called that, don't we? In the gospel's view, we are all kind of insecure people. We are afraid for the future. And in that fear, we clutch at things that give the appearance of offering protection and security. Border walls come to mind. You know, that we should build walls on the southern border because that's going to protect all that we have and secure us. And in the end, those things are really false. They provide us a false sense of security. We can come to believe that material things offer the most security. If we have wealth, then we're not going to go hungry. We'll have a good roof over our heads. We'll even gain influence and power. And there's a better likelihood of good health and enjoyment of the better things of life if we've got more. But the deep fear that feeds our insecurity also feeds the desire for more and more until that desire itself becomes insatiable and, in fact, threatens to take over our lives, making us increasingly insensitive and oblivious to other and deeper values, things that have far more permanence. The only security that is really lasting can be, consists in being rich in the sight of God. This parable in the gospel shows how attachment to having things prevents people from paying attention to their relationship with God. Material desires can poison human relationships and erode the concern for others that is the very basis of our sense of community and family. Attachment to wealth and things is incompatible with living, sharing, and celebrating what Jesus is living, sharing, and celebrating. The hospitality of God, the God who has truly given us all we have, 
that kind of extraordinary hospitality. We hear Paul tell us, think of what is above, not what is on earth. Put to death then the parts of you that are earthly, the greed that is idolatry. And my friends, let's not doubt that all those things that come between us and God and us and our families, the technology that we accumulate around us, endless hours on our computer, buying chemical dependency, alcohol dependency, pornography, gambling, being a workaholic, those are all idols of the very worst kind. The parable we hear in the gospel reading this week does not say that the man will not receive eternal life with God. The parable is meant to tell us all that life is short and fragile, and what matters to God has to do with God becoming bigger in our own daily experience. Well, God bless you all, and I pray that this is a Maybe a, a still restful week as we continue in summer. Summer's not nearly over yet. Summer doesn't end, if forget, until September 21st. So we still have a couple months of summer. Let's enjoy it while we can. God bless you all.